I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing good. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Throat Punch Thursday and welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I was welcoming myself back, by the way. Oh, yes. (laughs) Just kidding. Welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be back. And where were you? So, um, my family and I, my husband and two children, we went on a more than 6,000 mile trek across the United States. We ended up visiting 12 states, so we started in California, went to Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, up into Arkansas, then across to Tennessee. We ended up doing a little jaunt into North Carolina, a jaunt into Kentucky, and then on our way back, we swooped down into Georgia and Alabama, Mississippi, followed by Louisiana, back into Texas, and then kind of went back over, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, and then back into California. Wow, you covered a bunch of states. Yeah, so we we had a very good trip, saw a lot of sites, span of six weeks, so... Pretty, pretty nice trip. That sounds incredible. I'm sure that your daughters will remember this trip for their entire lives. I certainly hope so. The good and the bad. Yeah, all that time uh, spent in a car. So we stayed in hotels or with family and friends. We ate at, we would stop at a rest stop and then make our lunch. We traveled with a little mini fridge and um, a little butane burning stove, brought some cutlery utensil, plates, bowls, and we just tried to eat in the majority of the time to save some money because we knew that we were going to have to spend on gas. Gas prices, of course, were going up. So we tried to save where we could and enjoy our trip. That is awesome. I, uh, Wish I could go on a trip like that. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I will someday again. Yeah, I personally was able to visit four states that I had not been to, which were Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. I had been to the rest before, but my daughters and my husband got to visit some states they had never visited. Now my girls are up to, I think it was 18 states that we counted. So, Plus they've been to Canada and... So Esri has been to Canada, and now, and they both have been to England. So just trying to make little well World travelers, well-rounded travelers. Very cool. Absolutely. Well, I would like to say that over the course of the last six weeks or so, that I followed the news 100%, but I would be guilty in telling a little fib because I listened and read headlines here and there but I did not dive in because I needed to decompress a little bit too to get away from all the madness going on here in the world, in the U.S. Yeah, we had about three three weeks here on Dirt Sailor, the podcast, where we did not broadcast at all, did not record and, and upload our, our weekly chats, our podcast. Well, I hope everybody missed us. We're back. We missed you. We definitely we missed, missed all you. of We're you. We're back. 
So we are back, and I was thinking that I could go over some of the information that happened while we were on hiatus, if you would like. Let's do it. So we'll do kind of a quicker overview of some of the stuff that you may have missed while we were out. Uh, Boris Johnson, Great Britain's Prime Minister, resigned. ABC let the Reagan shooter John Hinckley advocate gun control while we were out, in case you missed that interview. I definitely missed that interview. Elon Musk has terminated the Twitter deal, and a lawsuit from Twitter has ensued to force the transaction to occur anyway. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. We'll keep a follow-up there. Especially if in court, Twitter is forced to release all of the fake bots. Right, and that's one thing that Elon Musk kind of alluded to was that the bot accounts weren't adding up to what they were saying. And Twitter executives would not come forward and disclose what um, he was asking for. Right, so he's saying now it's going to be disclosed in releases for the company. I heard I heard along with disclosing that they're going to release the Epstein black book. It's hidden within the Twitter bots. Oh, are the Twitter bots holding it hostage? They are. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Um so Amber Heard lost her defamation lawsuit to Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp sued for defamation and he won. And Amber Heard's legal team alleged that the wrong juror was seated in the Depp trial, and they requested that a mistrial be declared. The judge denied the mistrial because what had happened was two individuals with the same name lived in the same household. It appears that Senior was called for jury service, and Junior appeared for jury service. And apparently through the whole process, it wasn't noted, and I guess they found the birth date discrepancy after the fact but the judge said that it wasn't an intentional error or something like an intentional act. So therefore, the um, the case stands. That's interesting, though. How would you find something like that after the fact? Did they start looking at everything to see what small little minutia they could find to have him go back and declare a mistrial? I'm sure that they started scrutinizing every detail. Maybe got some other people in to try and look things over to see if there were any discrepancies. But I'm also wondering if they didn't already have this knowledge and hold on to it just in case. That's what they I'm needed. thinking. Yeah, just in case they needed it. So something else that has come up in our drought-ridden United States is that the residents of Waco, Texas could face up to $2,000 in fines for watering their lawn based on new watering restrictions there in Texas. So all this money that we have in all these states, why don't they go say, okay, no more lawns. We're going to go ahead and landscape. We're going to give you a desert landscape, a fake land, whatever. Whatever is conducive to the environment. Yeah, for free. In. Not yeah. just demand that somebody do something when they've been paying their water bills, they've been good model citizens, and now just because there's a temporary drought, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. money. They want the money. So the Army suspended a retired three-star general over tweets about Jill Biden. He apparently asked, what is a woman, when she was talking about what women, like a woman 
what was it? A woman who had been uh, touted for a particular position. He just kind of, oh, what is a woman? And so it was. It is noted that he was acting as a mentor for others. So he was a retired officer, but he was working for the government, acting as a mentor. And they have now suspended him for tweeting for on his own. Tweeting private time. and asking a simple question. Yes, uh, apparently no one on the left can actually answer because when Kinta- uh, now Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson was nominated and before Congress and was asked about. The definition of a woman, she said, I'm not a biologist, I can't answer that. And it, it's kind of amazing that we have women when it's convenient or politically expedient on the left, and we don't know what a woman is when it's not politically expedient. So So does that mean they're dishonest people? I would say so. So what is your definition of a woman? Well, generally speaking, it's a person with XX chromosomes. We have you have a general idea of what a man is XY and what a woman is XX. And I understand that there, there is kind of um, ambiguity for some, a very, very, very tiny percentage of people. There is actual ambiguity. But for the vast majority of the population, XX and XY. And now we're, we've skewed what it really means because we don't want to have real answers and we want you to always be wrong no matter what you say. So we're just going to make it up as we go. Right, because it could have just been in addition to the two we've known of for thousands upon thousands of years. Yes, we have discovered through science and over time there potentially is other things. So why don't we all be part of the solution and there's still a man there's still a woman and then there's whatever else there is a third gender a third gender if we want to call it that fourth gender whatever whatever right and instead of doing that we're allowing quite honestly we're allowing men to take over women's spaces we had a hundred years of women fighting we have uh, supreme court justice ruth bader ginsburg actually started her career with fighting for women's rights and fighting all the way up until she became a Supreme Court justice, but she was always an advocate for women's rights. And we have a lot on the left who looked at her and say she did so much, she did so good, this is so great, but then now, but she fought for women's rights. Well, and men's rights. She actually fought for men's rights too because she believed in men and women having equal opportunity to do things And, for instance, there was a case where a man was denied benefits because he was the spouse of the military member. And so she fought for him to be recognized for benefits as the spouse because it was more uncommon back in the day for the woman to be in and the man to be the spouse. So he didn't get any of the spousal benefits. So she fought for men's rights, too, but recognizing a level of equality. But we have Title IX for a reason We have Title IX so that women could have equal opportunity in sports and in the classroom, and it was tied to federal money, federal dollars. And somehow we get to this space where we can't define a woman, or if somebody asks what is a woman, they lose their job. Okay, so we can't create a new law? Well, Congress would have to pass it, and so far all they do is bicker about things to each other and then don't actually do right. they do what's politically expedient and what's in their best interest just ask pelosi's husband that is correct 
Well, if you ask him, he doesn't talk to his wife and he's just really good at what he does. So other things you may have missed um, while we were on our little hiatus is that former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated. He was Japan's longest serving Prime Minister and he was giving a speech for another individual who was running because he's no lo- he was no longer a Prime Minister at that time. He was retired. But what's really, it's really sad. So Abe was assassinated by gun. Japan has really stringent gun laws. It's very, very difficult to get a gun there. It turns out the individual who committed the assassination made his own gun at home. So Japan is saying it's proof positive that the laws did work because he wasn't able to get a hold of a gun that was already made. He had to make it himself. Just like our ghost guns. Basically, just like a ghost gun. But what's truly interesting is that uh, Shinzo Abe was vilified at his death by U.S. media, left-leaning media. So when Fidel Castro died, NBC called him a prominent international figure. When Abe was assassinated, they referred to him as a divisive arch-conservative and an ultra-nationalist. Well, that should tell you everything you need to know about the American left. There is no longer a conservative to moderate Democratic Party. There is a very, very far left wing that's quasi-communist, maybe? Yeah, what's that saying? When I was growing up, there were only two types of people— there were people who believed in the United States, and then there were commies. Yep. <laughs> that was, those are your choices, commies or you were supportive of your country. Absolutely. So hundreds of Virginia bureaucrats have quit after the new Governor Youngkin makes them show up in person. They said they no longer wish to show up in person, so they quit their job. Oh, kind of like Elon Musk telling his folks that they have to go back to work as well, too. No remote working. Yes. And I think, okay, so from someone who has done remote work and who have worked with other individuals who have done it, when it is set up the right way, it it can be really good. So if the person's equipped for it within themselves, if that's how they are designed and how they function and how they are as an individual, it's great. It is really great to have at homework. And they can be truly productive. But some of the ways that we set up homework in our home offices were not productive. And people were actually getting less done. And then there are some individuals who should not work from home. Right. Just like some kids can be homeschooled. Some cannot. Because there's not the self-discipline there. And the parents and or guardians are not built with the capacity to teach the kid properly. Right. But that kind of brings me to a point which you're 100% correct however uh, a legislation group they need to be in one body because you have to have not zoom interaction you have to have face-to-face contact and interaction because you're not just affecting the 50 or 100 or 200 or 300 whatever's in their legislative body how many millions are in virginia okay so hear me out. Okay. I, so we're going to do a little sidebar thing because I have been thinking about that. So there are individuals 
who solely want work from home and say you don't have to go into the office anymore, work can be done from home. Let's just, for a second, even though we just discussed kind of the reasons why we may disagree with that, say, okay, we're going to do it. And then from another standpoint, we're being told that not going places is really good because you reduce your carbon footprint. You don't fly as much, you don't drive as much, and reducing your carbon footprint is very important, according to our comrades on the left. So let's also take that as a point of note. So then, if everything could be done, work from home. And we could save the environment by no longer going places in person. How about we have everyone from the president down prove it by no longer using Air Force One unless absolutely necessary, by no longer driving into Congress if you can actually do things remote and you don't have to go anywhere, why is it those very kind of same people who tout this is the way to go because Youngkin is a right-leaning individual that people disagree with and he just doesn't understand modern times, why haven't they started by not going anywhere and proving that you can do everything remotely? Well, it's like you and I talk all the time. It's a good point. I'll concede that. However, what happens when, we'll use a truck driver as an example, when they sit in their truck for hours and hours on end and they drive, then they just stop at a gas station or fuel stop and they eat junk food. Partial atrophy, I think, would set in with these people. So maybe we would save a little bit of the carbon footprint, but I think you would see more people start to become ill as they're not socially interacting. Their minds would tend to go to waste. And their bodies would go to waste because they would start to not want to leave their homes at all. So then they wouldn't be walking. They wouldn't be exercising because people get out of their house. They get in their car. They drive. They get out. They walk. They interact. They socialize. And there's a whole psychological effect to that as well. So you're saying we would solve one problem by creating Creating more. another. Absolutely. I, I think. My, my simple mind. No, says, I think you're right. Because look at, I mean... During COVID, we said that going to the gym was, you know, not okay, not good, don't do it. We said that congregating was bad, so we told people don't go to church, don't go to big group activities, don't go out, stay home. And we we saw the mental health problems that have come up since. And you also took away community because people, say, had church community or had other friend communities that would help them. Oh, hey, I've noticed you're sad. Let's talk about that. Or I've no, you don't notice those things if you're not interacting anymore. And let's partially sidebar and talk about that just for a second. That's a great point. How many people are in Congress? There are 535 elected, elected. voting members of Congress, but you also have representatives. Like uh, Puerto Rico has a representative in the House, but they are technically like a non Right, but then you have your state houses, you have your governors, you have on and on. And they generally follow the lead for the most part of what the federal government does. Yes. And all those people were were relying on the expertise of one individual who botched that thing, thinking he was doing the right thing at the beginning but is so old and was so stubborn and was so unwilling to listen to a contrary opinion that it caused mental issues across America. It broke thousands of businesses. It caused a lot of suicide mayhem. And I think if they would have 
set it up in blocks or sections said, okay, we're going to go four weeks and we're going to try this. If this doesn't work, we're going to bend a little bit. We're going to do this. We're going to move the field. And you know, the only real person from what news clips and what stuff I saw that did that was the governor of Florida because he took the president's advice. He took the CDC's advice. He took the who's advice and his doctor that works for him they made the decisions collectively of how they were going to run the state of Florida. Right. And so, as you said, they actually did do some of what was said in the beginning. And then when they saw that it wasn't working, they started pivoting. And, and, a, so, and a man-made virus right now, as we're sitting here talking, is showing you who's in charge. Yes. Because it is a, what I just said, man-made Yes, because now Dr. Afford is finally admitting that it could very well be possible it leaked from a lab. Even though he's denied it, it's because he's a part of the problem right. and he didn't want to admit. Well, and it's it's not acting from what I've learned the last few weeks. Traditionally, the way these things will spool themselves down over time as they become different variants then your body builds this great immunity naturally, plus then you have the hybrid shots, and that helps you a little bit as well. But people, it's immune escaping, and it's just firing out of control worldwide in places like New Zealand and Australia who've had some of the highest vaccine rates, yet they stayed apart. They're having real issues right now with this thing. Yes, well, and... They're 100, they really did the 100% lockdown. Like they, they went hardcore. And so apparently that also did not seem to be... That, and that's what Dr. Efford wanted, what the governor of California wanted, but we had 50 different states, and the states thought differently. And if you look at Governor Kristi Noem, she never locked down. She recommended people be safe and, and do what was good for their health, but she actually never locked down, whereas DeSantis did. That's something we were he just talking down. about earlier today, personal choice mm -hmm. and personal responsibility. If you want to do X, you better be willing to accept Y. Right. And we we definitely don't have a personal responsibility um, across the board here. In the United States, people want to blame everybody else for their problems. And sometimes, so this is something that I realize. sometimes I'm the bad guy in somebody else's story, but it doesn't mean that it was all my fault. Correct. Something can happen and they were already either having a bad day or, you know, for instance, I look back at my time in immigration. I told people, no, they got a no from me. They got a denial. So I'm the bad guy in their story, but it doesn't mean that I was wrong per se. But there are, you make decisions and you go forward with it and you own it. But we want to say somebody else is the problem. I see that every day where I work. So I know we've gone on quite long, but there's just a few more things uh, uh, kind of while we were gone, while I was gone. Um, the January 6th committee has been looking into what happened on January 6th and how it was allowed to happen. So they had requested, investigators had requested Secret Service text messages to try and figure out who said what when and how things were going. Apparently, the text messages from the Secret Service were accidentally wiped when they did phone refreshes 
for the Secret Service, after they were, you know, the information was requested, they had scheduled phone refreshes that accidentally wiped those text messages. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, they learned that from Hillary and Bleach Bit. Yep, just wipe it and say, oops, sorry, I didn't know. Oh, my bad. That's the way these people work. That's where that saying or phrase came from, that uh, go ahead and do it. Ask for forgiveness. Mm. Seek forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. Don't ask for permission. Seek Seek. forgiveness. So in Hawaii news, the rail has um, received another setback because there are now cracks in the concrete columns that have been found. So they're looking at another setback there. I knew it. I predicted this. You want to know how I knew and how I predicted it? How? Because they didn't tension the cables that holds the island where it's at before they poured the concrete for the columns. See, they, and it shifted the yes, island? they poured the concrete, and then they realized the island shifted from the extra weight, so then they had to readjust the cables on the opposite side, and it caused the columns to crack. What congressman said that about Guam? Not about the concrete, but they said, why don't they just move the island closer? Uh, <laughs> it was a Democrat congressman, it wasn't was it? It was definitely one speaking on the House floor. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't send more troops there because it'll make the island tilt. Just bring the island closer to the mainland. That's just crazy. And that's a highly college-educated individual. That thought, well, I mean, we do live on a flat earth, so that saucer mm-hmm. <laughs> might lose some water. Mm-hmm. Just kidding for all of you out there. The islands are not connected by chains, if you don't know. No, there's a nut and a bolt at the bottom. There's some people in China that have to once a week. I'm going to delete this. Stop it. <laughs> they have to tighten Stop the it. nuts. <laughs> so something I did previously know with regard to water crisis is kind of jumping back is that I wanted big name celebrities to be held to account because guaranteed they were using more than 55 gallons per person per day. So I guess Los Angeles has fined or sent letters to Sylvester Stallone and Kourtney Kardashian, among other noted culprits. So they are doing the letters and saying they're going to fine. I don't know if they've handed over money, but I'm sure they have enough money just to toss those letters. And yeah, the fines don't bother them because I remember three years ago when this drought first started, there was a wealthy gentleman that lived in SoCal and he continued to water and he continued to get tickets and he continued to pay the fine. He said, look, I'm going to grow my grass. Just keep fining. I'll keep paying. Yep. You got the money. So, um, January 6th again, Ray Epps is still floating around and out there. And you know, who's sympathetic towards Ray Epps, the New York times. They wrote a very nice fluff piece for Ray Epps while we were on hiatus. And they said that everything that has been, you know, said against him is baseless conspiracy theory. And he's just a poor guy who got wrapped up by some right wing conspiracy theorist. There's never a left wing conspiracy. It's amazing. It's only right wing. Right? There's no left conspiracy. There's no left conspiracies. Hillary did nothing wrong. Schiff has done nothing wrong. Um, Nadler, Representative Nadler, has done nothing wrong in his career. Nancy Pelosi, who is now a multimillionaire who's been in Congress for like 135 years, has never done anything wrong. Microsoft is one of them. You know, a week before or two weeks, whatever the case may be, her husband buys 
you know, three or four million dollars worth of shares, and then they sign a contract, you know, a week later. So, hooey Louie. Yeah. So, speaking of not left wings and conspiracy theories, so the Russia Gate, which led to Pulitzer Prize based on the false information in the dossier. So, the Pulitzer Board is refusing to rescind the Pulitzer Prizes despite the fabricated information. That led to the reporting that got the Pulitzer Prize. So they gave a Pulitzer based on fraudulent information, yet they refused to. Based on, based on journalists writing about, and investigative journalists writing on this dossier that proved Trump's guilt, that all turned out to be fabricated, the journalists did such an amazing job at researching to So they just it. turned it from fact to fiction. Yeah. And it was all good. Yep. And then uh, one last thing. So Stefan Cannon, the man who murdered David Dorn, the retired police officer that was killed during the BLM riots in St. Louis, was found guilty at his trial. Good. So that is our our, uh, getting up to date and up to speed. Since we were out, we thought we'd share those little tidbits with you. And uh, now we can move on to some current local news, which is there's a fire in Mariposa here in the Central Valley in Mariposa uh, threatening Yosemite as well. I say that's right next to Yosemite for those that aren't aware of where Mariposa is at. Right. So right now there's a fire so far 0% contained at my last check. I'll have to look and, and see if it's still 0%, but it's... Again, in the Central Valley, we now have what we call fire season, where ash just rains down on our house, and the sky is covered. You can't see the sun on some days, and it's just its kind of a sad state of affairs. It is, because it's very bad for your sinuses. Yep, bad for us, bad for the environment. Just imagine the poor animals up there running around trying to figure out again what's going on. Trying to stay safe, and... The fire access roads, despite all the fires that have happened, are not maintained. Um, California shut down a lot of that for the environmentalists, and so did the feds. To be environmentally friendly, we let things overgrow, and now we are just burning year after year. Huh. To what are we huh-ing? Dr. F., you are correct. Oh, I was correct? We should have had much more stringent restrictions for asymptomatic COVID at the start of the pandemic. Oh, yes, really? We should have been super meanies. Well, okay, so at the start of the pandemic, we didn't know what an asymptomatic person was because we couldn't test. I mean, we knew what the technical definition was, but we didn't have enough tests to test people, and they weren't testing people. And in fact, early on, when I believe I may have gotten COVID because I ended up in a hot area, a hotbed, and I got super sick. But COVID still was kind of this mythical thing that was out there that we didn't know much about. There was no way to get tested. I just had to be sick and get over it. Luckily, I didn't end up hospitalized, but it was pretty, it took me down. And then I got it again. Um within the last year and well last year the end of last year and i was one of the mostly asymptomatic people so i guess i mean i i, I stayed home i didn't go out i didn't want to contaminate anyone else well the populace in america and around the world didn't know 
but other folks knew. They well, he knew, knew full well what was coming. He knew, so he was the one that should have, uh, because he didn't want to admit that it was a lab leak, he couldn't say what he knew, right? Right, but <laughs> according to him, quote, if I knew in 2020 what I know now, we would do a lot. Di- we would do it a lot differently because back then we were not sure of a number of things. Oh, you mean like going to a baseball game, throwing out the first pitch, having your mask on, and then going and sitting next to somebody outside of your household with your mask on your well, chin? Well, that's the thing. How could he make the next statement? Among other things, he also said that there should have been further restrictions and mask requirements to counter the coronavirus. Well, they've proven now that unless you wore an N95. The cloth masks and a little paper mask that came from China, by the way, um, don't work. And an N95, for those of you who are unaware of never worn an N95, they protect the person wearing the N95. They do not protect anyone around them because it's a one-way check valve. And when you're exhaling, you're exhaling, if you're ill, every particulate out through the check valve into the atmosphere. Right. So how much good would it have done us for everybody to have N95s? I don't believe there are N95s for children, so children couldn't have had them. (laughs) Well, and isn't he the one who originally made the comment about masks? Oh, you don't need them. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need them. Okay, you do need them. Okay, I knew that you needed it, but I lied so other people could get them first. I mean, yeah, he's just a piece of work. Well, it's like we said a few minutes ago, he didn't adjust the playing field because he didn't know or he did know, and they just wanted it to play out. And that's another way you could have run it if there would have been natural immunity, if it would have been caused naturally by bats or whatever the case may be, is all you super ill people, as you and I have said in podcasts past, several of them, stay inside, everybody else, co-mingle, let's get this thing in everybody, let's get it rifling through you. Yeah, if it was not lab-grown, which right. it was, so then we don't know what we don't know. Well, he well, again, he was a part of the problem, not the solution. And, and here's a, yes, and here's another case where, like you've said multiple times, all these people that were thrown under the bus, they were demonetized, they were kicked off of YouTube, they were kicked off of Twitter, Facebook, every social media site, all the ones that were wrong are now turning out to be Right, and all the ones that were on the right side are wrong, but they're still not deplatformed, kicked off, none of that. So it's quite amazing that they just go, oops, sorry. Like, no, okay, now you need to do the reverse. If you're really who you are and holding true to yourself, you would go and do the reverse and block everybody who was wrong. If it was equal parts on both sides. Yeah, but we're not equal opportunity offenders. We are not. And neither were they in Canada. So I don't know if you guys remember, or if you remember, but there was a church pastor, Arthur Pulowski. He was arrested in Canada in high style. Uh, the Calgary police uh, busted him in the middle of a busy highway on May 8th of last year as he was driving home from church. So he was gathering with his congregation without masks in violation of public health orders. And there was also a video of him floating around out there where he was telling the Gestapo to leave and they had no right to be there, etc. So he went to court and at one point the court had ordered him that every time he spoke he had to give the government's belief system before he was allowed to speak. 
Anyway, it goes up to the high court, and the Canadian court has awarded a major legal win for him, saying that they did not have the right to charge him for the illegal in-person gathering because um, the law was ambiguous, is what they're saying. But his... So, last October, a judge found him in contempt of a health order and then slapped the sanction that I just mentioned that he had to say the government approved statement every time. Um, But the Alberta Appeals Court panel ruled that Alberta's health agency that was ordering the order restraining illegal public gatherings was not sufficient and clear and was um, unambiguous, so it didn't apply to them. But it's amazing that some of these organizations just decide, for your health, you can't be religious. Don't believe in God. Yeah. It's bad for you. Or they said how you can be religious, the manner in which you can be religious, how you can convey your message. They dictate the edict of what you can say and do. So it's quite interesting that when we want to take away from people's ability to be religious, we say it's for their health. Good communists they are. Yes. And that's... Comrade. So Pulowski was from Poland and he immigrated here when the communists were going big. So he actually compared them to the communists that he fled. I was going to say, I did not know that, but I would believe it just based on what you had just said the last couple minutes. So we had previously talked about the Joint Base Pearl Harbor and the water crisis that happened. So a review did go on about how it got as bad as it did, which included a lot of human error and different components that just kind of all went together to cause a very big crisis. So one of the things was um, a human glitch, computer glitch, well, a human error on technology, and then a physical error, somebody running into a pipe and then not realizing how much had actually seeped into the water supply. The commander of the base saying, okay, I've been told it's cleared up now. You can go ahead and drink the water. And it turned out that it wasn't cleared up, that more had leached into the system and the water wasn't drinkable or usable. So they they came out with that report. They faulted every area that needed to be faulted to improve the areas that need to be improved. At the same time, we see the commander retire from the military. But it looked like it was about his time anyway to retire. And he was given an award at retirement for how he handled the fuel spill and the water crisis. I am almost speechless. What a fan. Is it an admiral? I. Right. Present. No. Okay. So no captain. So okay, one so down. Okay. So captain. One yeah. Down. And captain in the Navy. It was a, a Navy captain. So just for those of you out there who know the other branches, a captain is an 03 in the other branches. But an 06 in the Navy, for those of you who are unfamiliar, so a captain in the Navy is a higher rank than a captain in the other branches. So he was an 06. Probably has a relative that's in charge of the rail system over there (laughs) and taking care of the homeless. Seem to be all related because it seems like they uh, all get awarded for doing 
really bad thing. Zero Zippo Nada. They get rewarded for not doing a good job. But maybe in all other things other than that one issue, he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and technically it was for the last two years, right. even though that was the the most um, prevalent thing. That is, yeah, so it's pretty... Well, it always just seems like the way the news is leaked out about stuff like this, that they're always trying to hide something. You know, instead of being straightforward saying, yeah, we got a problem here, we've analyzed it, it's because the powers above them don't want to spend the hundreds of millions of dollars to clean it up and all the lawsuits are going to follow later. Well, what's interesting is now the military and civilians can sue. There is a law that was passed that helped them to be able to sue for some of these things. So it will be interesting to see if that does go anywhere. Well, just as long as it's not, you know, an attorney group gets 80% of the money you get 10% and then you pay taxes on the rest. Yeah, unfortunately that is also how it happens. That's yeah, that's also how it happens is you lose it all to the attorneys in the end. Yes. Happens with everything, workman's comp things, accident lawsuits, liability lawsuits. The, the person that actually is the injured one very seldom comes out ahead. Sad but true. Okay, so you want to uh, keep with the government but switch over to some immigration topics? Yes, but can I say one more thing about Absolutely. your Dr. F? No. Then I'm done with no. that. Effort. Yes, yes, you can. Okay, so a former CDC director rejects his COVID natural occurrence theory that he's still pushing, even though he says he has an open mind now, that being Fauci has an open mind. So Redfield told the story that while different scientists will come to different conclusions, he firmly believes the SARS-CoV-2 virus emanated from the Wuhan Institute of Technology in, is that Hubei? Hubei, China? I would say Hubei. Hubei, China. But I might not be right. He compared COVID to previous coronaviruses that became endemics like the Middle East or MERS syndrome or SARS. Right, from there's a SARS, ago. MERS, yes. and... So it's really exceptional that this virus is one of the most infectious viruses to man. And I still argue that because it was educated how to infect human tissue. And he goes into talking about the disappointment that there was so many people readily destroying other scientists who just wanted an objective answer, result, and solution. It's the politicization of the pandemic. It's definitely highly politicized. And I know that people will, will point to both sides. Well, this person politicized or that person. I know uh, President Trump did no favors by calling it the China virus. You can look and say, hey, it came from China. So therefore, he's calling it the China virus. And then that turned into a political kind of hot potato because then you had Nancy Pelosi and others going into Chinatown saying you should still go out, you should still shop, eat at your local Chinatown, you know, cafe or whatever, or res local Chinatown restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, okay, they, they made it political on the other side and then encouraging people to go out when we should have been encouraging people to stay in or when, like Trump was shutting down the flights from China because they were trying to stop the spread. And then that was just seen as um, 
being anti-Asian or, again, politics going both sides. So right. both sides really did a disservice and they turned it into something that it should have just been a medical concern. How can we They don't help? know how to treat things like that because their minds are geared towards what can I do for me? What benefit can I get out of this? How can I pummel the opposition, whether it costs lives or not? But a couple, three things real quick. I, I enjoy the fact that this guy has been willing, well, he's retired now, so he's got his money, so he doesn't have to worry about it. But he's very disappointed in the scientific community led by the NIH that has really dug their heels in from the beginning to try to minimize any of us that have a different hypothesis. That's one. Number two, backing up a little bit where he says that this virus has had the ability to learn and morph itself. What does that remind you of? Learn. That it's modified, that it's like people, computers, people, computers. It's been AI, artificial yeah. intelligence. It, this scientist uh, with other scientists have taken parts of mechanical things or computers and taught a virus through manipulation how to go after and how to attack DNA and destroy certain parts of people that is going to have long-lasting effect. Okay, so to jump in there, though, wasn't there the thought process that last year the outbreak, the additional outbreak, I don't know what to call it because we have all these little outbreaks as it modifies itself, but there was an outbreak in South Africa, the South African strain, that seemed to be almost a kill switch. The Omicron, but, the original one. But then it yes. started modifying from there. So it's like they tried to work it. So human, human manipulation again. Okay, this didn't go the way we thought it would, or now it's time to end it. And then they did the Omicron, and it seemed like there was something else. Like. Well, the, I, I guess the rumor, the, yeah. see, it's a rumor and innuendo from a couple of scientists that I follow that they have inside sources within the community that does stuff like this are saying potentially this woman, the bat lady, as they call her, I'm not calling her bat lady because I don't know her name, but it's the bat lady, created 12 to 15 of these viruses. And they have released multiples of them to see the cause and effect. And that's how mysteriously this one just jumped out of South Africa and fired off and is what you and I thought and what I thought was, okay, here's this kill switch that I thought somebody invented. However, this thing, I don't think they understood fully what they've done and how it's had the ability to regenerate itself and become more uh, pathological, I guess, or I don't know if that's the right term, but how it's been able to break through uh, antibodies and all this protection. It's become more potent. It's become more potent. The hospitalizations of deaths are down, but this thing is just firing like crazy. Right, and for those, again, we, we have talked about it on this show previously, but there was a scientist, different area, same virus, different area, but in Taiwan... And they didn't have good checks and balances in this particular lab. And a person was able to get COVID because they were trying to study it. And a bat basically bit them type of deal that they got COVID twice. 
out of this lab. And it was able to break out of the lab. The first time they said something, and so they went on lockdown quarantine and they figured it out. The second time they're like, oh, I'm going to get fired. So they didn't say anything and it actually got out of the lab. So to me, it shows that it can leave the lab when they're studying it. And I, I know that that's just a very general, easy-baked statement there. But it's funny that the lab leak theory was completely squashed in the beginning when they saw it happen later, and it's still taken Dr. Efford another year past that, because that came out last year, to admit it. Well, that's why I say he's going to be 81 here pretty soon. He's just too old and stubborn. To admit. He is, when he's wrong. Yes. So I bet you when he retires, you're going to have 100 million people come out and talk about how stubborn he was, but they're mm-hmm. going to wait for him not to be their boss yeah, anymore. Yeah, so they can't take funding from them. Right. Okay, immigration. Okay, let's chop, chop. talk about immigration. So here in California, there is a petition currently sitting, I believe, on the governor's desk or it's on its way to the governor's desk to ask for a expungement of an individual's sentence so that way they cannot be deported but if you read kind of just the headlines and you you get a little brief of it you think that the federal government or those who are enforcing the laws because that's what all officers sign up to do to enforce the law as it's written so the headline reads I won't survive queer California man facing deportation after nearly 44 years in the U.S. And in the story in the body, it refers to a decades old conviction that may see him deported to Fiji. He came over as a young kid, something like six years old, because he's 50 now. He's been here for 44 years, so he was about six when he came. And so if you just kind of get the high, you know, flyover... It's the evil government out to get him because he's been here for 44 years and a decades-old conviction is what's hanging him up and could potentially get him deported. So it turns out that the decades-old conviction is a murder conviction. And my thought, like, why would they let him stay in California that long or inside the United States that long if he was a, a murderer? Well, it turns out that he that was never the intent As soon as he received his parole from California, he spent like 27 years in prison. As soon as he was paroled, the feds picked him up and they sought to enforce the deportation because he is a a murderer. But it's funny that when you get the spin on it, it's decades old conviction and man has been here for 44 years. Well, yeah, but the majority of it was spent in prison. Spent in prison He was 22. He was 22 years old. He spent more time in prison than he spent in the United States, but he was only in the United States that long, 44 years, because we had him serve his whole sentence until he was paroled. So I find that quite interesting of an argument. Decades old conviction. We'll spend all this money on this January 6th hooey, yet stuff like this I'm sure goes on all the time when there should be really serious consideration and laws should be followed and people should be deported and... Things should go as planned, but they don't. No, they don't. And I did have a case. I won't say where because I I don't want to give too many details, but I did have a case where an individual committed an egregious crime and it was uh, something that gets you deported. Like hands down, no questions asked, gets you deported. 
well, questions asked because here we are in very liberal states. I, I did immigration in very liberal states, but I also oversaw different states that weren't as liberal, But because I don't want you to know where I'm talking about. But anyway, this individual was seeking to naturalize, saying that he had good service in the military, and so he should actually already be a citizen based on his military service, and you should just overlook his very egregious crime. While looking at his military service, he couldn't go a few months without getting into some pretty significant trouble um, over and over again. So he just wants to say, well, I served, therefore I should already be a, uh, I should already be a citizen, therefore you shouldn't kick me out of the country. And I look and I'm like, okay, well, if you had good service and you had applied, maybe. Because once you're a citizen, if you commit an egregious crime, we aren't typically going to kick you out of the country unless you fraudulently got your status. So it's a very, but if you never, you know, did good service in the military, you couldn't have gotten naturalized at that time anyway, because you were doing lots of bad things, you wouldn't have qualified. No, my answer is still no, but I mean, the law will be either for you or against you. That type of person was appealing, same thing, to a governor of their state trying to say, I want you to erase my crime so I can stay. Say bye-bye. Asta. So Charles Manson didn't actually commit the murders, did he? No, he didn't. He got his followers to commit the murders. Okay, so then we should expunge in his record and take everything away, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to base it on that that type of, yeah. Yep. So, speaking of other crime that people aren't going to be held to account, California released some drug traffickers who had over $750,000 in fentanyl seized, uh, released them on zero money bail. They were from out of state, and surprise, surprise, they no-showed to their court date. What? They didn't show up? They didn't show up. I know you're shocked. That was here in the Central Valley. They did. They were just late or had the wrong address. Yeah, they didn't mean to not show up. But yeah. Our government doing it the right way. I mean, we always do things the right way. So like with immigration, we have people who are unlawfully crossing the border. Some are getting caught. Some aren't. But now the U.S. government has given a $171 million government contract that could reach up to a billion dollars for a particular liberal group to help illegal immigrants avoid deportation. And so they're being paid to represent these illegal immigrants in court and help them to avoid deportation. So it's really funny now, we did talk about this in prior episodes. So the government is supposed to only represent its interest and not the interest of the people who are attempting to unlawfully come into the United States. So I had said previously, that the government doesn't give a lawyer to these individuals because it wouldn't, it's not really the right thing to fight yourself in court. Because if you're funding the defense and the prosecution, so to speak, you're, you're fighting yourself. Um, but apparently now the Biden administration has given grants to different organizations, one being a liberal group that intends to fight the deportation of illegal immigrants so now we're spending millions over a hundred million contract up to a billion to stop deportation of the people coming across our borders 
unlawfully. Illegally? Illegally. Unlawfully. The door's open and nobody's minding the door? Yeah, well, if you listen to Alejandro Mayorkas, he says that our border's secure now. It's totally closed. Totally closed. All those videos I'm seeing of all the in Russia people across the Texas border, the 20,000 a week or 30, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that's not happening. It's not happening. That's wag the dog. That's all fake. Yeah, but speaking of the people, DHS and Alejandro Mayorkas, so I don't know if you know this, but in order for one government agency to release information to another government agency on a person, you typically have to have a privacy waiver signed. So just as a for instance, I had issues with the VA at different points. So I asked my representative, uh, at the time was Devin Nunez, but I asked my representative to inquire on my behalf and help me out with my case because I was receiving, you know, no help with the VA. So in order for him and his people to help me, I had to sign a privacy waiver so that way he, being one branch of government, could talk to another branch of government and my information could be released. So that's normal. That's normal government stuff that happens quite frequently. Well, apparently, Congress, congressmen and women, have been asking the Department of Homeland Security for information on terror plots that have happened here in the United States that have been planned and have been uh, planned by individuals who do not have lawful status here in the United States. So we're not talking about U.S. citizens doing terror plots. We're talking about non-citizens and being involved in terror plots. Alejandro Mayorkas has said, through the Department of Homeland Security, but he has also said that he will not release the information to Congress. Mind you, Congress has the ability to look into things unless they get a privacy waiver from the terrorist. (laughs) he's a genius he is so now congress can't know about the terror plots happening in the united states without the suspected terrorists saying yeah sure you can share my information within the government and congress such a genius oh yeah absolutely so can we go back to our speaker of the house and her husband yeah let's talk about Madam Pelosi. So a former congressman are among nine charged with insider trading. You can't insider trade when you're in Congress. That doesn't happen. Stephen Beyer leveraged his work as a consultant and lobbyist to make illegal profits, federal prosecutors said. Well, I just want to... Is he a Republican? I just want to touch on what this federal prosecutor has said. Oh, what, is, what did the federal... We have zero tolerance... Zero tolerance for cheating in our markets. The director of the SEC Enforcement Division. So why has he not looked at current congressmen and senators? Because apparently there's more than just her. There's up to 60-some that have made stock trades and purchases and have not reported as required. That's crazy. But, I mean, there are people who don't report, and we know it, and we can see it plain as day, and they tell us that we don't see what we're really seeing. So he was just a consultant? Yes. he's. They're out of Congress. He's a consultant now. He's probably one of the lobbyists, because that's what a lot of them do when they're out of Congress, and they go lobby, and that's where they make millions. 
Okay. So you know what I asked you? Was he a Republican? Yes. Yes, he was. He was a Republican. That's why we're going after him. I want to know all of the individuals charged, not just buyer, but all of the individuals, if they were Republicans or Democrats. And it would be interesting to, to go and look through our history and see who's more often charged, even if we see some of the Democrats that are doing wrong. I mean, hands down, Biden, Hunter Biden, should already be under arrest. Prison. And, well, working his way through the system, because it, it will take a long time and they'll have lots of uh, requests for continuances. But you cannot tell me that somebody smoking crack, arguing with a crack dealer, posting pictures, appearing to have underage girls in his pictures, um, showing negotiations and meetings with high-level government officials and his father while he was vice president, you cannot tell me that none of that is chargeable. Correct. Not, and not it, a single isn't thing. Isn't it interesting that... Biden recently released oil from the strategic reserves. To the very company that his son appears to still have a vested interest yes. in, according to yes. documents. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm shocked. Shocked, I say. Well, other things our, our government does, why should that be any different? I mean, they. we look at these individuals, and like I said, you can look plain as day. You can even see the writing. You can see his own words. You can see his own pictures. And they're still saying there's nothing wrong. He was doing drugs. There's pictures of him doing drugs. They have him lying on a federal firearms form. And we're being told that firearms owning individuals are the worst people ever. And we should go after them. But not that one. Scourge of the earth. No, that's why I believe in term limits. One and done. Asta. They should be in no retirement, no lifelong retirement, nope. none of that. And the presidency should go from two terms. I would raise it to either five years or six years. That's it. You're done. You go away. You're not a lobbyist. I don't want you writing your books about how awesome it was to run the country. If you write them because you're drawing a government pension or salary, you have to give those books away free gratis. If you make any money from it, you must donate it 100%. They got to start putting in stops and triggers in here to stop these guys and girls from doing what fleecing what and yeah. fleecing this country and doing what they're doing to the American populace. Period. Yeah, well, and so doing what we're doing. Speaking of both um, representatives and whatnot, so a man attempted to attack a candidate for New York Assembly. And he was tackled by someone else. He appeared to have an object that he held to the um, the individual running the assembly person's neck. And he was released on zero money bail in New York. So even when crimes are committed, provided that one wasn't with a gun, but when crimes are committed, we don't take them that seriously. But it was also a Republican candidate for New York Assembly, so maybe we just... Don't care. So we pick and choose our winners and losers. We do. We absolutely pick and choose our winners and losers. Because as you noted earlier in this uh, podcast, Jeffrey Epstein is a winner. I know you talked about releasing the black book, but I doubt it will ever be released. I'm sure that everything the FBI ever got out of his, his place has been burned to smithereens. 
Well, if it was on hard drives, they bleach bitted it or whatever right? that well, software deleting stuff is. He apparently had cameras in every single room of his mansion. And somehow you're telling me you have no videos of the time frames when girls were claiming they were underage and forced into Well, I'm whatever. surprised his right-hand lady has not met her demise yet. The lady who procured underage girls for sex trafficking for men that none of the men have been charged. That would be correct. That well, one. wasn't there something with the one of the princes or somebody over in... Prince Andrew. Yeah, Prince Andrew. So that was settled. Uh, they ended up, I think, settling the case with Virginia Guffrey. So she was the one who brought a case against him, and it was financially settled. And the Queen of England pulled his titles and stuff like that from him, and so he apparently is not and allowed to. there was to. somebody over there that high up, just imagine there's guys. Worldwide. Worldwide. I know there was a news article that a prince in Saudi Arabia was um, hung. For crimes, yep. They yep. just dealt with it in-house versus yes. here in the United States, they're all still free. Yep. All of, the men, of them. all of the men are still free. But the executors of Jeffrey Epstein's estate are now stand accused of funneling money for their own personal benefit to a secret trust. No. Yeah, thirteen million has more been, honest people. Yep, more honest people. So yeah, now they stand accused of funneling millions away from uh, the women who were abused by him because they sued and money was supposed to come from the estate. Money seems to breed all kinds of corruption. I guess in the state of Hawaii. Some guy that's in charge of cryptocurrency, and I don't know much about that stuff and Bitcoin and all that, but apparently he was scamming money from people to the tune of 12 to 14 million so he could buy him a condo there in Hawaii. And he was just arrested and charged. Well, I think the department is so different, but the Department of Planning, they were investigating one individual for stamping up specific uh, plans and documents and giving the approvals for them. And so when they started investigating one person, they found out. Pretty much uh, the vast majority of people they started investigating seem to be involved. The whole department? Yes, in taking kickbacks for approvals to get um, construction permits and stuff like that. So, wow. unfortunately, money does seem to breed more corruption. Corruption. Speaking of government, though. So, San Diego is actually targeting private property owners with fees to pump water from their water wells. And what they want to do is they've sent notification to the owners of the wells that they must report their usage. So they must keep track of their usage. They must report their usage. They basically create their own bill, and then they have to send the checks to the government for the use of said water. But it's the individual who will be responsible for maintaining their well, digging new wells that they need it, keeping their well running, and then keeping track of how much water they use, essentially billing themselves, and then handing the money over to the government. So the government literally does nothing for them. They just want money for usage of the water that they had to pay to dig the well for, that they got permits for. Two things. When we lived in Madeira Ranchos, they were trying to do that in Madeira. They wanted us to put water meters on so they could bill us for our own water that we paid for the wells and we paid for 
The upkeep and the, the equipment. Upkeep, yes. Mm-hmm. Second favorite place besides Hawaii, Catalina Island. They run into the same type scenarios over there. They don't want them to pump water. Their uh, plumbing systems are dual dual use. One part is seawater for rinsing, and the other part is fresh water for drinking. But they want to charge based on the amount of usage way higher than anywhere else. It's nuts. That's the government for you. Yes. They want to find new ways to make money. Nuts. Get your money, make your money. So speaking of uh, more government things, let's talk about a few different scenarios that have to do with guns. So we've had talks of gun control and what should and shouldn't happen. And so this one, we're just going to talk about things that have happened. A four-year-old shot at police as their dad was being arrested. Now, the dad made threats against McDonald's employees and I believe brandished the, the gun And then police arrived on scene and he had apparently given the gun to his four-year-old and told his four-year-old to shoot at the police because they were going to be arresting daddy. And I guess just in time, a police officer saw a gun being pointed at them from the backseat, the four-year-old, as they were arresting the dads and the gun did go off. So I doubt the gun was legal, (laughs) but I mean... Yeah, uh, so now uh, you wonder what police are up against. The good and the bad. Olds. Apparently four-year-olds brandishing guns at them. So, so wasn't there like a 10 or 11-year-old just a while ago that robbed, robbed a liquor store in New York or somewhere, pulled a gun on the, the attendant? And the, the guy said, well, what are you going to do with that? And he shot up in the air in the liquor store. He says, well, I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me the money out of the register. Um, yes, and even when they don't have guns, so there was a, a another individual bodega owner that was being assaulted and stabbed by a bad guy. He was on parole. He So then the bodega uh, worker started fighting back against his attacker, and the significant other of the parolee, also came and was, like, stabbing at the bodega worker. And what ended up happening is, in defense of his life, he ended up killing the parolee. Then he was charged with murder because he had the audacity to defend himself against someone with a knife. So it doesn't just have to be a gun, but someone with a knife. And that was New York. So New York doesn't want you to defend yourself. want you to run. He have a duty to retreat, even though he tried. He actually tried to retreat. If you watch the video, he tried to get away from his attacker. So even in the duty to retreat, he actually tried to retreat, and then the parolee like pushed him down and kept attacking him. So even with that, we are seeing countries with strict gun control that have been hit by recent mass shootings. So there were two mass shootings in South Africa, shooting in Denmark, shooting in Sweden. Um, and then the noted shooting of Abe in Japan. So even with strict gun control, crimes are still happening. It doesn't always take a gun either. We see knife attacks and and such. So are guns the problem or are people the problem? 
Well, I firmly believe that it's the DNA change from COVID. Oh, that's causing... It's causing people to act nuts. Well, it's funny that you say that because I I believe it was Sweden or Denmark. They, in 2015, I think they had something like 42 shootings and now they're up to hundreds. So there's something in the water or something in the air or something in our DNA because things are happening that haven't happened for years. And that's why I've always said you do not want to send your DNA to DNA... And me, or whatever those sites are called, DNA.com. Yeah, don't do it. If you haven't done it, don't do it. It gives another country with scientists the opportunity to create a bioweapon to go after your DNA. Yeah, so if you haven't done it, don't do it. But in New York, do you know what else, other than your duty to retreat, what else they have come out and told people, the NYPD told people in a post to their social media? Recently? Recently. Um, the influx of immigrants is going to cause mayhem in your neighborhoods. Be prepared. Okay, they didn't quite say that, but they did ask that the government stop sending illegal immigrants to their communities because it was uh, draining their resources. Same thing Washington, D.C. said, but that's a side issue. Oh, okay. Another side-side issue. But what New York Police Department did come out and say was the bead blasters that have been popularized. So what it is is there's like a little gel water bead and you pour them into this nerf looking almost gun. like a paintball gun or a nerf yeah. gun okay uh um, it, it's pretty much like a nerf gun and then there's a spring in there that shoots out the beads so it's a spring action that they posted that gel water beads that are propelled by a spring loaded air pump which makes them an air rifle are unlawful to possess in New York City under admin code 10-131B1 because it's basically considered an air rifle, which are unlawful. So water guns. No. no or squirt nerves. guns are illegal. Yes. So wow. if they are, because they are bead blasters that shoot water beads, that is unlawful in New York City. So you don't want bead blasters. You can't defend yourself against any type of attack or you will be arrested. But if you choke out a political candidate and you get arrested, you'll get released on zero bail. Yes. I think we're doing things kind of backwards in this country. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. And you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. Yep. Wow. I guess that means those salt guns must be illegal back there too for killing flies. Oh, because they're air-propelled, pro- spring-loaded, air-soft-type rifles. Well, then a Nerf gun would be, too, because it, it's propel- propelled. Must apparently. be a great commercial, though, when you tell the flies. I'm going to assault you. <laughs> Are they assaulted or peppered? Depends on what you use from the kitchen. Yep. Well, thank you again for listening to our show. We are glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. So am I. I'm excited to get some questions so I can answer them. Because I'm just a simple guy and I have great simple answers. So don't forget to uh, send us your requests for us to look into specific news items or specific situations. We'd be happy to research them. If you have um, anything you want us to look into, questions to answer, just send them in. Awesome. On that note, 
Have a great evening. Have a good evening. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.